there really is a lot happening around the place, so let's get into it. And joining me on the line right now is the independent member for Araluan, Robin Lamley. Good morning to you, Robin. Hi there, Katie. Robin, Happy New Year Year to you as well. It's great to have you on the show for the first time this year. Now, um, Robin, did you attend that meeting last night? I did, and it was fantastic. It was an amazing turnout. It was a great display of unity and force from the Alice Springs community. It was really great. It It was short and sharp. And, um, uh, yeah, it was powerful. I was so proud to be a part of it. Robin, um, we are going to be catching up with Garth, the organiser, in a couple of minutes. Um, but tell me, how many people do you reckon attended? There's reports between sort of 1,500 right up potentially to 3,000 people. Well, as I left, I happened to overhear one of the people that were helping organise it say that they got up to 2,200 people checked in inside, but there were hundreds outside. So at least 2,500. Some people are saying 2,800. But it was a huge crowd. I've never been to a meeting with that many people in Alice Springs. It really... um, really uh, exceeded expectations. Wow. It was fantastic. Robin, what were what were people saying? I mean, it seems to me like people have absolutely had enough. They have for really some time now, but what were they saying? Well, not a lot of people spoke. It was mainly Garth um, and a few other people spoke briefly, but mainly Garth uh, ran the show. But for me, it was just about people being there together um, everyone was so respectful. Um, most people just shut up and listen. There were a few um, people yelling across from uh, where I was sitting. I'm not sure what they were on about. But everyone was clearly on the same page. We've had enough. We stand here in solidarity in support of Garth and what he's trying to do. Robin, what are your thoughts on the class action that's being proposed against the Northern Territory Government? Well, I'm no great advocate of litigation and um, and these sort of class actions, really, because I think that they can take up a lot of time and money and big chunks of your life. But I think um, the way Garth described it yesterday uh, was that it's not so much about the money. It's it's about giving the Northern Territory government a very clear message that they have failed us, uh, that they have neglected us and that we as a, as a group are going to stand up and let them know about that. So um, there, there, there was some anger around that, of course. People are very, very angry and disappointed in Alice Springs. But, you know, the thing is, we're all, we've all been damaged by this mm. over a long period of time. We're all soul-destroyed by uh, this ongoing and deteriorating crisis. And I think that's what... Uh, the chief minister and and other ministers don't fully appreciate. They've got the words, but they don't back it up with actions and good policies. I just heard your your, um, uh, introduction there and, uh, you know, calling on the police to step up. Well, from our perspective in Alice Springs, the chief minister needs to step up, not the police. They've been stepping up for years, months on months, month on month, year on year, on year mm. for forever, they don't let us down. It's the bad policies and legislation of this government and the lack of real interest and care. I mean, the Chief Minister is so quick. She's very clever. She's a, a, a great operator politically, but she has, without a shadow of a doubt, failed to protect 
the people of Alice Springs. She's, she's failed in her duty of care and this business of a plebiscite that she wants to conduct on the town camps to somehow back up her terrible decision to open up grog to those Mm. those camps is just a a prank it's a political prank which i reject 100 percent. well and robin the really interesting thing that i think we've got happening at the moment well not interesting that's not the right word because it's much more serious than that but we're in a situation at the moment you know where you've got two and a half thousand business operators and locals and you know concerned alice springs residents at a public meeting last night who are utterly fed up, to put it mildly, um, meeting last night. You've then got the Chief Minister on the show with me yesterday, uh, you know, saying that they want this ballot to happen to determine whether town camps should be able to have uh, alcohol or not. Um, You know, yet the town continues to suffer and the town continues to go through these very serious issues. But I put to the Chief Minister yesterday as well, what happens if the vote is yes? Like, let's go through it. And what happens that, you know, that the town camps, um, that the residents there do indeed go through this vote and the answer is yes, they want to keep having alcohol. What then, do the people of Alice Springs, like, do you just continue down the path that you're currently on? Well, we do. And, and almost certainly. I mean, the Chief Minister is a smart woman. She wouldn't have put this up if she didn't have every confidence that that vote would get up in her favour. This is about her being vindicated, her being told by everyone that she's done the wrong thing, apart from Tungandura Council that manage and service and represent the town campus. They're the only Aboriginal organisation that I know of that support what she's done. So they're, and, and they're very closely and heavily connected to the Northern Territory Labor Party. So what you've got here is politics at its best. You've got a chief, a Labor Chief Minister, knowing full well that she's got the support of uh, the Labor Tungandura Council, Labor-aligned Tungandura Council and they will pull it off. They will make sure that uh, all the town campers rock up and vote exactly how they're told to. I mean, I've been involved in many, many uh, elections in Alice Springs. You see um, Labor uh, aligned people driving buses, picking up people from town camps, dropping them at the polling booth, walking them in and pretty much telling them how to vote. That's how things operate on the town camps of Alice Springs. So the, the Chief Minister knows this. And, and these are allegations. They've never mm. been proven. But you talk to anyone who's been around uh, elections in Alice Springs for any length of time and they'll tell you that they see it, they watch it, we all know it happens. So the Chief Minister knows that if she puts up this plebiscite, it will get up. I, I note that Anson have come out and said, look, in principle, they support a plebiscite. But they, they also talked about uh, making sure that it's fair and that there's no intimidation. They know that these people are intimidated. They know that you're talking about the most powerless, disempowered people in Alice Springs. These people live in in substandard conditions and uh, they're uh, struggling to uh, just get up and function every day. Violence, even before the grog bans were lifted, was out of control. Domestic violence was out of control. Child abuse and neglect out of control on the town camp. Mm. They opened the rivers of grog in July and it's even worse. So, you know, you've got a chief minister who is choosing politics over the welfare and the best interests of the people that live on those town camps. And it's all about a few people that live on those town camps who want to sit on their veranda and have a beer every afternoon. Well, I'm sorry, I I just don't buy that. You've made a bad decision, chief minister. Own it 
and just turn it around and take the advice of every Aboriginal leader across the Northern Territory. Robin, we are fast running out of time, but I want to ask you if, you know, if you could do just a few things for Alice Springs right now to try and turn things around, if you could, you know, say to the Chief Minister right now, these things would, you know, would make a difference, what would they be? I would implement a curfew for children tonight. I would uh, uh, identify all the children on the street if they can't go home because of uh, the threat or the, the danger of child abuse or neglect, we would look after them. Number one, I would do that tonight. And there's the legislation, everything's in place. I would, uh, I would stop alcohol being um, consumed on the town camps because we know that that's the epicentre of all uh, the, the, most of the violence and, and crime and dysfunction. Most of the kids that, that are on the street come from the town camps and that was proven in 2021 when they uh, did a review of the, the now defunct youth hub. So I put in a curfew tonight and I put in alcohol restrictions on the town camps. And you reckon that that would have a big impact quickly? Yes, immediate. You know, during COVID, we had three weeks of shutdown. The place was shut down. We had a curfew put in place. It took about a week for Aboriginal people, particularly from the communities, to work out what was going on. And then the streets of Alice Springs were peaceful. Crime plummeted. It was just the greatest example of how a curfew could work. But in the first place, Get these kids off the street. They are being abused. They are being neglected. There's no doubt about it. Let's let's uh, uh, make the children a priority, and then let's work on um, addressing the uh, the alcohol-related assaults and abuse that seem to centre on the town camps of Alice Springs. And Robin, do you reckon that we need any additional police assistance? You know, from the AFP or anybody else at this point? If you did those two things, yes. Yes, I do. And that's what I was hoping would come out of the the visits by the the Prime Minister to Alice Springs last Wednesday. I was hanging on the edge of my seat. I actually believed that he would have done something like I've just described. I actually had fooled myself, convinced myself that the Prime Minister would be able to see through the... uh, the, the political nonsense that um, the Northern Territory Labor government would have served him up. But no, that didn't happen. Marion Scrimgeour, however, the uh, the member for Lingiari, the Labor member for mm. Lingiari, she's not fooled for a minute. She knows what's going on in those town camps. She knows that women and children are living in fear and that fear has escalated over the last six months since they've opened up Grog. Uh, so I hold a bit of hope there with Marion in the picture. But mm. um, look, you know, the, the, a missed opportunity last Wednesday and um, to see um, the Prime Minister enjoying himself at the tennis, you know, it's galling. It's really a hard pill to swallow. You know, what they've implemented will have some impact, but it will be very limited. Well, Robin Lamley, we are going to leave it there. I really appreciate your time this morning, but Robin, I've got to say before I let you go, you know, last year in Parliament, Every single time you got the opportunity to stand up and ask a question, it was about crime in Alice Springs. Um, You have done your level best to stand up for your community, despite the fact that at different times you'd been told you were talking the territory down and other garbage. Um, You've really done your best to try and hold them to account. And for that, you know, I, I, I admire it. I think good on you. Thanks, Katie. I'll continue to do my best. Thank you. Robin Lamley, thanks for your time this morning. We'll talk to you again soon.